Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. We are continuing our journey on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, a book that we are have completed 11 chapters of, about to talk about chapter 12, and we just got to Hogwarts last time. Yay! We're not, not there, not inside yet. Um, but we're there. We're there. We're in the vicinity. Okay. Can I, the, can we see it? It's like, yeah, you can yeah. see it. All right. Yeah, just got to take either a boat ride or a horseless carriage ride in the rain. The storm. And then it's get a pretty inside. bad storm. So let's talk about what happened in Chapter 11 aboard the Hogwarts Express, just to get you caught up. Amos Diggory's floating head showed up at the Weasley house. Amos needs Arthur's help in getting someone named Mad-Eye Moody out of trouble. Apparently, Moody caused some magical ruckus at his house, Jessica, and the muggle pleasemen were called. Yes, yes. After 11 chapters, the kids finally get on the train to Hogwarts, but not until everyone and their mom, literally everyone and their mom, in this case, gives them teases of a cool event happening at Hogwarts this year, but won't tell them what it is. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. We run into Draco Malfoy on the train, who seems to know what this secret event is, and he, of course, can't pass up the opportunity to pick on Harry, Ron, and Hermione, specifically Ron's frilly dress robe. And at the end of the chapter, we're finally to the Hogwarts grounds and on our way to the castle. Yay! Chapter 12, what we're going to talk about today is the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Tournaby. The Tournaby. Who you got coming out of the East Weijin of the Tonabee? I I can't say yet. <laughs> Who you got as a dark horse in this Tonabee? <laughs> Spoilers. Every year when they do the NCAA tournament, they get so excited on the sports networks. They're like, oh, who you got coming out of the East Weijin? And they normally talk completely normal. Yeah. Uh, there's no... <laughs> No accent there. A lot all. of people talking about the East, who you got in your bracket, who you got coming out of the East Weijin. A lot of people talking about that Tunaby. There, there's there's some Tunaby talk. Well, the Tri Wizard Tunaby is the aforementioned namesake of the chapter here. But we got to get inside the castle first. Yeah, we got we got some stuff to do first. So after thinking they were safely away from the rain in the dry confines of Hogwarts, Peeves the poltergeist starts pelting everyone with water balloons. Yay, Peeves! Just, Just yay, because, you know, he's not in the movies much. So, yes. I know that every house has a ghost. Yes. And Peeves is... A poltergeist. So he's just there. He's just there. He's not anybody's ghost. No. So if he just causes, he doesn't bring anything positive to the proceedings <gasps> at Hogwarts. How dare you say this? Peeves. Peeves. You got any uh, anything maybe hit there and maybe under the Hermione uh, at the bottom of one of those columns there? Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> How dare you? That's the one I was thinking. How dare you? It wasn't at the bottom, so. I'm sorry. You're the one controlling the soundboard there. You need to kind of get your act together a little I know, bit. I know. I'm sorry. You need They're to... here. I get, I get so wrapped up in the story mm. that I forget to look mm. forward. You're, you're more wrapped up in the story 
then little Dennis Creevy is wrapped up in Hagrid's coat. <laughs> I think we're not equal. It's about the same. So we're both wrapped up. I just don't know why Peeves is allowed to do this. Don't they have? They have. I'm surely they have some way of getting rid of him. But if he can't behave himself, why is he allowed to stay there at Hogwarts? He doesn't serve a purpose other than causing drama and causing trouble. That we know of. Maybe Dumbledore has him spying on everybody for him. I don't know. Is that a spoiler? No. Is that breaking news? No. Look in that last column there. I got a little new one for you. Hot take. Got some new ones for you to play with there. That's that's when we have breaking news. Breaking news. No, not breaking news. Just a maybe. Literally just thought of it. I just don't don't get it. I don't get why why it's allowed. It just seems like he's always causing problems. Nobody is like, oh, yay, Peeves is here. So it's not. Sometimes I don't want to be mean his... and say nobody wants him there. But <laughs> kind of feel like that's what you're saying. It is, but and without actually saying it. That's odd for a Hufflepuff to say. That's why I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's that's where he lives. It's his home. You gonna kick him out? I mean, if he's being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that you could make him leave. You don't think you could, like, like literally couldn't? Yeah. I'm sure that all those powerful wizards there could figure out a way to get him to leave. I don't know. I think he'd just come back. The Weasleys have something living in their attic. They have a ghoul living in their attic or something, and they don't like it at, but that they just tolerate it. That's just the way it is. I don't know. You would think that Dumbledore, in his infinite wisdom and... Apparently, a high level of sorcery would have some way to get rid of Peeves, but he probably just has a soft spot for him. Probably. But Sometimes his he, shenanigans are useful. His shenanigans are fun and cheeky. Yes. However, sometimes his shenanigans are cruel, and I don't know what the quote is from Super Troopers. <laughs> That's pretty close. We'll have an intern look it up. So McGonagall tries to get Peeves to stop, throwing water balloons, nearly falls on the slick floor and then grabs Hermione <laughs> around the neck to stop her fall? Chokes her. Like, who who stops their fall by grabbing, by I, strangling a, a young I, I lady? I pictured them, her, like, grabbing, like, at her shoulders, mm-hmm. but then just kind of slipping. What you're doing right now slipping. is, with the, the physical uh, acting out of it, is very good for an audio do, podcast. Do you want to, like, kneel down? Like, if you were a child and I could, I could... Do it. I mean, we could. It wouldn't help the podcast at all. <laughs> it would help us better understand it. Okay. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> no. right, so, so, I'm on Jessica's mic now. So, all right. I'm so, then if I come in and I slip and I fall. <laughs> Good grief. See? See how, the, how easy that was? See how that happens? Who falls in a choking motion? <laughs> she put her hands out in front of her. No, you did a choking motion. <laughs> and then, and then, I you, fell and then you squeezed a little bit. <laughs> I, I fell forward. It's like you've been wanting to do that. No, 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 no. 
Well, the Great Hall is set up for the cer- sorting ceremony and the welcome back meal. Jessica, what uh, can you give us like a uh, little description? You're the writer here on this podcast. Uh, maybe you know what? What do we kind of? What do you kind of see in your mind when you envision that Great Hall? I actually, I actually struggled a little bit because the the you know the scene from the movie, the Great Hall from the movie, is so like epic and ingrained in your mind, and there were so many little things that were different it was kind of like it's hard to make once it, you have that picture yeah. in your mind it's hard to get it out i want to say it made me cringe but it was like wait no ugh, that's not right i mean obviously it's right because it's the movie or it's the book and the book was first but the movie did it quite differently and it sounded like 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 slytherin was on one side of the room and gryffindor was on the other side of the room and ravenclaw and, and and Griff- uh, Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff were in the middle, which makes sense because you kind of want to keep the Gryffindors and the Raven and the and the Slytherins. Hu- yeah, Gryffindors and the Slytherins as far away as possible. But that's not the way it is in the movie. In the mm-hmm. movie, the Gryffindors are right there in the middle. And then it seemed a little weird too. It sounded like there were five rows of tables. That's for our fifth house. And no, that was the 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 teachers sat at the. At the fifth table, and they just faced the clat the, the Bloomsbury, students. and it sounded like they were just kind of sitting at the same long picnic t- table style hmm. tables as everybody else. Not guess, that they had their own special table at the front of the room. I guess I just kind of read over that then, and just kind of kept the the movie the one in, in my head. head, and just kind of okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know what it looks like. I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, got the it. sky looks like outside. Yeah. Yeah, candles, floating <laughs> candles everywhere. Floating candles, uh huh, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Tables. Yeah, the, the houses. The teachers are up on a stage, of course. So yeah, that was that was a little difficult reading that part for me, not for you. Well, I'm glad I asked that question then. I'm glad I asked you to describe it because I wasn't. I just didn't even think of it, and you caught some things that I went right over my head. There was another little line here that I hadn't even thought of. It said that Harry hasn't hadn't been present at a sorting ceremony since his own yeah. the first year. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, yeah. So there was the flying car incident where we, you know, found out later that it was Dobby trying to keep Harry from Hogwarts, so he missed the train, and so they had to take the flying car, and then it crashed into the. The Whomping Willow, and that's why he, by the time all that nonsense happened, the sorting ceremony was over, and the, I believe the initial meal was even over. What was the other time that he missed? What, what was, I forgot what the circumstance was the other time. I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me that, because okay. all of a sudden I was just focused on the Whomping Willow incident. Okay. <laughs> so... If we only had people that did a Harry Potter podcast that could, that could tell maybe us help about us. It. So, what so, do you got? Okay, so the Dementor showed up on the train and he passed out. And then when he got to the castle, he went straight to McGonagall's office, which I'm can't remember exactly how that happened but she, doesn't she need to be there for the sorting ceremony too i don't know nah, so they got a hat to, to do that they got a hat to do that so she talks to them in their office in the, her office for a little bit and then madam pumphrey wants to check them out because you know he passed out on the train mm-hmm. and he got force fed some chocolate and everything was fine everything was fine but he missed the sorting okay so 
the second book, it was the car incident. And the Whomping Willow. The third book, it was the Dementor yeah, incident on the train. Yeah, because the Prisoner of Azkaban, yeah, the Dementors were all there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, Colin Creevy, Harry's stalker and fellow Gryffindor, is there at the table with him. This number one fan. And Colin's little brother is starting this year. Aw, little mini Colin. The new recruits enter last, including little Dennis Creevy, who seems to be very excited that he fell into the lake on the on the <laughs> boat ride over. <laughs> it would definitely make it a memorable experience. I mean, if you're going to go big, go big, you know? And they said that Colin was just draped in Hagrid's coat which i'm sure yeah he was the smallest of all of the Mm -hmm. the new kit first years and yet he was in the giant coat but he didn't seem to be discouraged by it it's like he was he kind of reminds me of harry his first year Mm -hmm. when it's just like everything magic just like blows his mind and everybody else is like meh Meh. you know big deal of course the pictures move yeah of course the staircases (laughs) rotate and change and of course the candles can float, and of course the ceiling looks like outside, and of course this food just magically appears on your plate. And of course. Of course brooms can fly. <laughs> I feel like he's probably heard from his uh, his big brother how awesome and how much of like an epic adventure going to Hogwarts is. So he feels like he just started his epic adventure on the right foot by well, doing something amazing like falling into the lake. Little Dennis Creevy. Looks over and goes, I fell in the lake! It just reminds me of that (laughs) Saturday Night Live skit where uh, Chris Farley is interviewing Paul McCartney, and he just can't get over the fact that he's interviewing Paul McCartney, so he keeps... Do you you remember when when you were in the Beatles? (laughs) And then he just goes like, awesome! Yeah! Paul McCartney! Yeah! It's him! He's just like, he's just like, Way too excited. And then he like asks a question and they go, Well, of course I remember being in the Beatles. He goes, Right, right, stupid question, stupid. He's just uh, he's just overly excited. Overly excited about everything. Exactly. And those of you over the age of forty will know what I'm talking about. Sorry for the rest of you. Yeah, for sorry for the rest of you that are listening. Uh the sorting hat sings a song that lasts two pages. Yeah. Uh is my book. Your book's right here. All right. Like your book, sir. Maybe, maybe uh, it's a different song oh, from the first right year. To, nice. You must uh, have really liked that page. Uh, maybe like, I thought maybe I'd sing a few bars. I. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I thought you were just gonna read a few lines, but you said sing a few bars, and I was like, oh. Um. Do you know the tune? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they shared a wish, a hope. A dream they hatched a daring plan to educate young sorcerers thus hogwarts school began there you I go i kind of sang that in love and joy, joy come, come to you, you. <laughs> uh, by gryffindor the bravest were prized far beyond the rest for ravenclaw the cleverest would always be the best for Hufflepuff, hard workers were most worthy of admission, and power-hungry Slytherin loved those of great ambition. Woo! There you go. <coughs> I was surprised by the Hufflepuff being described as the hard workers. 
hold on, let me. <laughs> he literally spit his water out, guys. Literally spit. I had to take a drink of water just so I could do a spit take. Excuse me? I just never really. What do you heard think them? we do? Uh, do you think we just goof around? I thought you like ate cookies and made friendship bracelets while we're working. What? Have you ever made? <laughs> well, what? You ever made a friendship bracelet? Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, it is. It's time consuming. A little bit. But you could do you it while you're snack- doing other things. Yeah, like snacks. Yeah, eating snacks. Okay. I. Why would you think Hufflepuffs weren't hardworking? I didn't say that they weren't. I just never really heard them described as hardworking. Like which that was one, their Which their house thing. would describe you as if you needed your if you needed uh, your leaves raked? Which one would you call? Would you call a Gryffindor, a, a Slytherin, a Hufflepuff, or a Ravenclaw? Who would well, get the job done? But okay, I know it okay. hurts. I know it's 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 physically painful for you to admit when your husband of eighteen years is right. Stop! 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 I know stop. it's physic. I know it physically hurts you to admit when I'm right. However, I'm usually right. Not always, but. Probably my batting average is about an 800. Well, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> That's what people don't understand about me. I, about batting averages? No, about me. Most of the time I'm right. Not always. But about 80% of the time <laughs> I'm right. Okay. So, yes, I would ask the Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. But only because they're, my logic there would be, well, the Ravenclaws wouldn't, they'd be busy reading a book. Gryffindor, that's too boring for them. Slytherin, you'd have to pay them too much. Hufflepuff would be like, yeah, sure, friend. I'll help you out. The hard workers. It, it, but it's the friendship part that I would think would get them to do it. Not like, oh, I like to do hard work. Nobody likes to do hard work. <laughs> Jess. Some people. I don't like to do hard work. I would rather do nothing. However, you when would rather when... eat cookies and make friendship bracelets. Yeah, exactly. And first of all, making friendship bracelets is nothing. It's a tangible symbol of friendship made with my hands. I thought you'd just buy things to show your friends how much you love them. That's because I'm not good at making things, Jessica. <laughs> you are good at making things. You make things all the time. That's not true. And you, you have a little sale table. You should sell all the stuff you made. That's just because people feel sorry for the poor Hufflepuff and they buy something for me. Like your friend Annette feels sorry <laughs> for me and buys things for me. She's yeah, she's an older lady. She does not really do pop culture things, but she just wants to buy something from you. That's a good friend. She just wants to support you. And she's also queen of the pickleball court, I she heard. She is queen of the pickleball court, but don't tell her because she doesn't open her Christmas present yet. Any of the names... Uh, of any interest or importance that the Sorting Hat says. I, I got a list here, and they kind of go through a lot of, oh, this person's in Ravenclaw, this person's in Gryffindor, this person's in Hufflepuff, this person's in, in Slytherin, and I don't, none of these names jumped out for me, but that means nothing, because no names jump out for me, other than Harry Potter. <laughs> like, I've heard of him. 
Uh, Stuart Ackerley, Malcolm Baddock, Eleanor Branstone, Owen Caldwell, Dennis Creevy, we know. Emma Dobbs, Laura Medley, Madley, sorry. Natalie McDonald, heir to the uh, fast food. Big Mac Queen. <laughs> the Big, Big Mac, Mac heiress. Queen. The heiress, heiress to the fast food fortune. Uh, Graham Pritchard, Orla Quirk, Kevin Whitby. Nah. Nah. Nah, we don't care Nobody. about right. any of those people. They might be vaguely mentioned, but, you know, just names they have handy that she uses. Oh, so-and-so walked by and with so-and-so. No. But the thing that caught my attention there... Um, you know, he asked, Harry asked about siblings because mm. all the Weasleys were sorted into Gryffindor. Is that common? And they said, no, the Patel twins mm. were not in the same house, which made me think of that Harry Potter trivia night we did. Mm-hmm. And we were agitated because I think in the movies they're in the same house, but in the books they're not. And so we were supposed to know which one was which. And it was very frustrating. But we got the question wrong. So it made me think of that. I was like, ah, Harry Potter trivia. And of course, uh, Cursed Child fans, spoiler alert, <gasps> there's, I won't get too far into it, but I've never, I have never read it, but it is to my understanding that there is some family uh, differentiation and sorting there. Mm hmm. Yes, sir. So we won't go. I won't no. go any deeper into that. I've never read it, but I, I do know that little anecdote from it. On page 180, Jessica. We're just cruising right along in this book. Dumbledore tells everyone to tuck in. Yeah. So they're going to bed? No. It's like dig in. Like eat. So eat I, I eat put, your food. I put, does this mean dig in or start eating? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've never heard tuck in. Never heard it either. Tuck in your shirt. Tuck in your shirt. Tuck you into bed. Yeah. But I'm going to start using that I think it means like tuck in your napkin. Ooh. get started. Like, yeah, a little bib. Yeah. Like lobster bib. Just thought of that. Just just popped in my head. Maybe. Uh, Well, when they start to tuck in, Hermione has a big problem. Because nearly headless Nick has just shattered her world and told her that all all this wonderful food... Is getting made by house elves. House elves? Here? At Hogwarts? Hundreds of them. What? Uh, we know, Jessica, maybe you can expand a little bit just quickly. Uh, what are Hermione's feelings about house elves and their place in the wizarding world? She believes that they're slave labor. Mm-hmm. And that they are treated unfairly. And that they should be given pay and time off and sick leave and vacation and so what is and and this is this is difficult for me because i because i do i do see what hermione's saying however the house elf thing has been alluded to in in the past as being something like this that the house elves don't want those things like that like this is their purpose in life and like this they feel like they're if they are not doing these tasks that their purpose is not being fulfilled however 
do they feel that way because they've been forced to feel that way for so long? They, they don't is, know any other way. Right. Like, they were literally raised to believe these things. So, I could see it they were from never both given points a choice. of view. Right. Do they feel that way because they've been forced to feel that way? Or do they feel that way because that's just how they feel? Maybe that is how just... And, and that's how the wizarding community kind of, other than Hermione, kind of sees that as... No, that's what they want to do. This what this is what makes them happy. However, like I said, do they give off the impression of feeling that way because of thousands of years of oppression? Oppression, exactly. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What do you I think it might be a little of both. I mean, everyone likes to feel needed. Mm-hmm. So maybe part of that is very fulfilling that mm-hmm. they get to uh, do things and feel like they did, you know, made a difference. They, I've had some teacher friends that have retired and then feel like they need to go back and get another job or go back and do something because they don't feel like they're worthwhile useful. and unless they're working. And I'm like, you, y'all are crazy. <laughs> yes, but when I retire, I ain't doing nothing. That's not true, though. You'll do your little craft projects. You've, you yourself have said that, you know, if you don't have a show coming up, then you can't stay That's motivated true. to do things. So you have something to drive you. Um, so for them, I don't know. I think they do kind of have, like, I'm going to say a miserable existence, but um, what would be their lot in life if they didn't right. do their job? We have a miserable existence, but it's our miserable existence. Yeah. And and we do do things and we get things accomplished and there is a sense of pride in their work kind of thing, especially if they're treated kindly. Not all of them are, but I would imagine the ones at Hogwarts are treated very fairly and Dumbledore wouldn't mm-hmm. let bad things happen under his roof. Well, and then, you know, all the bad things that happen at Hogwarts. Under his roof. Under his <laughs> roof. <laughs> you said doo-doo, by the way. Uh, Dumbledore announces no Quidditch Cup this year, Jessica. It's going to be replaced what? by the namesake of our chapter, the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Ooh. And we are to understand that this tournament is between three wizarding schools, Hogwarts, Durmstrang, and Bowbatons, and has been taking place for hundreds of years. Hundreds. Kind of like the Olympics. Uh, the Olympics happening every four years. This happens every five and one wizard is chosen to represent each school in three different wizarding competitions. As the champion. But they haven't done it for a while because people <sighs> were dying. The death toll got too high. And the only one who has a problem with this is Hermione. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> well, what? But Hermione, not Harry. Harry didn't care. I like how they said, they said that the the death toll got to be too much. So they let the the dying go on for a little for a while, while until it just got well, to be ridiculous. You know, accidents happen mm-hmm. occasionally, mm-hmm. but once you couldn't say that anymore, then like when you fall and you like choke somebody, like when you stop. No, that's that's an accident. Yeah, that's an accident. Nothing it's you can accident. do about that. Nothing you could do, especially when you're reenacting it. You got to make it believable. Well, how this is going to work is there's going to be an impartial judge is going to decide which student is most worthy worthy to represent each school. Mm-hmm. They must be 17 years old 
What? Because you may die. <gasps> I mean, I felt like he didn't. He could have explained it, but he could have justified it better. Like, you know, it wasn't just, you gotta be 17 or you might die. If you're younger than that, you might not be prepared. Well, but, like, specifically, you might not have learned enough spells. You might not be skilled enough. You know, I felt like he could have justified that a little bit more clearly. So, it just kind of stinks because Quidditch is such a big thing for so many of the students there, and this Triwizard Tournament is basically only going to give one kid at Hogwarts something to do, whereas Quidditch gives dozens of kids at Hogwarts something athletic to do. They're like, no, you guys can't all do that because we got to focus on one kid that's going to get to do all this athletic stuff. You guys are going to get to watch, though. Ooh. Which is cool. The three events over the whatever, however many months. Yeah, and they were saying like, oh, it's there's no way we could do a, a Quidditch. You can't bring in like an extra person to just run the Quidditch for for the year. Is that, but the house cup isn't just Quidditch. It's also... No, I'm just saying that that's like if you're... Other things? If you're... Okay, let's say you were a, a high school athlete and you're looking forward to basketball season. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, uh, yeah, we're not going to do basketball season because we are going to do uh, weightlifting. But only one kid gets to, we're going to compete against other schools, but only one kid in the school gets to be this weightlifter. And all the other sports are canceled, though. So only one kid in the whole school gets to do something athletic and nobody else like the dozens of other kids who would have benefited from doing this sport and learn and learning you know things like teamwork you know cooperation um you know overcoming obstacles all these things that that sports are good at at teaching us we're not going to do that this year because one kid is going to do this tri-wizard tournament It, it make it i don't know it just really doesn't make sense to me i know it's not it's not all about the quidditch it's not all about the the cup the house cup, but taking away Quidditch for this, you know, why aren't they taking away something else? You know, why is that thing what that if, taken away? Okay, okay. What if they Kids did? need to play more, Jess. They need to play more. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, what if the Quidditch team still played, but the best player from... I don't know, Hufflepuff's team got chosen to be the champion for the Triwizard Tournament. He gets pulled off of there and has to go. Then Next man up. Somebody else gets playing time. But they have to play. Win-win. Everybody wins. (laughs) What if they lose? Because that player is not as good. Would you rather play and lose or not play at all? I don't know. I'd rather play and lose. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know either. I'm just trying to find the argument. You're trying to, I'm trying to find the argument. Yeah, you're trying to play devil's advocate, and you're doing a, a good job of it. But I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Fred and George are doubly upset. No pun intended. <gasps> because I'm on, a, I'm on a roll with these today. Because they can't compete for the Quidditch Cup, and they're not quite old enough to apply for the Triwizard Tournament. Though they claim they'll be able to con their way 
yeah, into okay. consideration. I get the age restriction, and I get that it was beneficial for the storyline to have it this way, but it made, made more sense to me to not be an age restriction, but like a year. If you mm. were a fifth year, then yeah. you get to to participate, regardless of what month your birthday falls in. Um, that just makes more sense to me. And the argument there would be, you know, you have the skill set because you have completed all of those years. In the midst of this important announcement, the mystery of the empty chair where the presumably new defense against the dark arts teacher is supposed to be seated is solved when the aforementioned Mad-Eye Moody comes into the Great Hall, greets Dumbledore, and takes his seat. So Mad-Eye Moody apparently is going to be the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher this year and makes quite a physical impression on everybody, doesn't he? Everybody just can't take their eyes off him. Yeah, well, there's a lot to look at, Daniel. Like what? There's a lot going on. Like, he's got part of his nose is missing. Mm Mm-hmm. His face, his mouth is just like a cut mm-hmm. in his face. I don't know if that means there's no lips or what, but there's just like a cut. He's, there's not a part of him that's not scarred. His mm-hmm. face, his hands, everything. Mm-hmm. He's missing a leg. Yep. And it, apparently his wooden leg ends in claws. Of course. Uh, yeah, you know. But the big thing is the mad eye. Mm-hmm. He's got a fake eye. It wasn't really described like we remember it from the movies. They didn't. Uh, you know, it was more machine-like. There was like a... He's more machine than mine. <laughs> a metal disc around the socket and the eye fits in there or something. This just sounded like it was his eye socket and there was a fake eyeball in there. But it was bigger than the other one. And they said did say it was like darting around. Yeah, and it's like bright blue and it darts all over the place. Even it rolls up in his head and it looks like it's looking backwards mm-hmm. and all kinds of crazy things. So now we know why the ministry needed to get Moody out of trouble, because he did have an important job to start. And I'm sure, like every other Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher that has come before him, he will have a very successful, drama-free year. Of course. Nothing weird or bad or fishy is going to happen. There's, We've had a nice little run of Dada teachers here. Yeah. Variety. And it'll be... Everybody's got different teaching styles. It's good to mix it up sometimes. So every year when we have a a new Dada teacher, you know, we get somebody new. They have a... But, you know, that's after they've had a nice, successful, drama-free year. No dark lord hiding in the back of their turban. No faults of their own. No turning into werewolves. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is this is going to be this is going to be a mess just like every <laughs> defense against the dark arts teacher something's gonna happen it's gonna happen you're we'll like see. you're like i don't know I don't maybe know. we'll see we'll i've read see. the books 30 times but i don't have any idea i'm not gonna tell you anything and uh we go back to our commons areas and i think there's a nice warm crackling fire that Makes Hermione mad. Slave labor. <gasps> and that's the end of the chapter. Yep. Uh, we do have a question. <gasps> we have a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. 
This one's from Kevin in Lansing, Michigan. Hey, Kevin. You can always send us your questions, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com or at broomsticksb, broomsticks followed, followed by the letter B on Twitter. Kevin writes, after Hagrid's name was cleared in Chamber of Secrets, proving that he didn't deserve to be expelled from Hogwarts years ago, why is he still not allowed to practice magic? Well, he didn't complete his schooling. I mean, I don't know if there's, like, wizard night school that he can go to mm. where he can... Like an auxiliary class. Where yeah. he can, like, complete like online, his maybe? training. I don't think they can do online. Wizards don't really do the internets. Mm. So, I don't know. I, he's going to have to complete... I mean, I know why he can't. He can't because he's not trained. He doesn't have his, like, diploma or his certificate of completion or whatever. But I don't know if it's just too bad you're out of luck, or maybe there's a Couldn't night he take school some of those, he could take. Uh, some of those classes that uh, Filch was taking. I think that was a scam. Oh, darn it! Yeah, it was I mean, like mail correspondence courses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that was legit. I would think like if I mean if you found it in a like a periodical or something, it's got to be legit, right? Just like everything you read on the internet is Everything true. you read on the internet is true. So yeah, he needs to go back to school to get his edu- Maybe education. Maybe it could be like a, like a Billy Madison situation where he needs to go back and <laughs> complete like a... <laughs> Sit in the little desk yeah. in Hogwarts with all yeah, the kids. that's what I think. He does like two weeks of each grade, like, like the Adam Sandler movie. And, mm-hmm. and he can take over his father's company or whatever the premise of that story was. Who knows? Um, there's got to be something he could do. There's got to be something, but he... They did, the, they did the man wrong, Jazz. They, they did him did. wrong. They did. Maybe Dumbledore will tutor him on the side once things calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you think things are going to calm down ever. You said no drama with the Dada teacher this year. Which means, of course, there will be tons <gasps> of drama Daniel. this year. Breaking news. (laughs) There will be drama this year. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? I do want to mention that I am currently working my way through the Harry Potter Yule Ball Advent Calendar you got me for Christmas, which seems so very, very appropriate. Since we're reading that book, mm-hmm. and I've been pulling out my little Lego pieces. We got oh, it's Kelly, Legos, Kelly by the way. one, too, in Manhattan. And oh. I, I'm getting my little things and putting them together, and you don't know what all of them are yet, and it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Today was... You got one last year, too. That was the... Uh, I think it was just Harry Potter. I think it was just like Christmas at Hogwarts. Yeah, it was like, like the, the Great, Great Hall. Hall, and had Christmas trees we're and the fireplace and, and presents. We're playing chess. And yeah. It's yeah. cute. I, yes, I have it set ball, up, though. but this one's the old ball. I'm excited. Are we going to get Ron in the frilly robe? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I, I would hope know. so. Yeah, that would, I would be really disappointed if that didn't happen. I'd leave Harry's up. dressed up. Harry's the first one you get. Just so you know, I mean, it's not really spoilers. You're going to get Harry. And he's all dressed up. So. He's also got like six wands, too, right? Because we mentioned in previous episodes, he's... Very careless about those. The other character that I got also had four wands. Came with four wands. Hmm. So now I have a lot of wands. 
whole whole lot of ones. So get yourself a Lego Harry Potter advent calendar. You can open up a wand shop when you're done with all your extra wands. That's true. A little Etsy store for Lego wands. <laughs> uh, shout out to our friends Austin and Jack Floyd of the People's Trivia Company. We continue to do their online live trivia every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific time on the People's Trivia Company face, uh, sorry, YouTube page. They do have a Facebook page, but the live interactive trivia is on uh, YouTube. So shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Jennifer in California. Shout out to Anastasia, who's probably under two feet of snow now in Oh, yeah, I was going to text her and ask her, but we said it was still snowing, so I figured I'd wait. Uh, shout out to Kelly in Manhattan. Shout out to uh, Kelly's pup, Posh, who got uh, some good news. Uh, she was ha- she had a tumor pop up, but... It's gone. It's gone. Just a couple days, magic medicine. Yeah, she went to Madame Pomfrey and <laughs> got got some of that good, good medicine. And Nice. Now she seems to be uh, doing well. And shout out to our new friend, Kevin. And don't know how long you've been around, Kevin, but thanks for emailing us. Don't be a stranger. Oh, and hi to, who was it that said they listened to you all day at work? Oh, yeah. On the on the chat the other yeah, day? Yeah, I said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, had to hear me slur my s's because i i listen to myself back and i'm like how long have i had a speech impediment nobody <laughs> told me <laughs> and you're like you you don't i'm like you know listen listen every time i say an s everybody says s's like that i don't know i think mine's really bad yeah i don't know if we, if we have any speech pathologists out there that can analyze yeah, your voice analyze patterns me. yeah you got lots of data to work with <laughs> So, uh, can, thanks everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Uh, Hanukkah starts, we're recording this on uh, December 6th. Hanukkah starts uh, on the 10th, I think. So, Thursday. So, happy early Hanukkah to everybody. Happy early Christmas. I think we're about two and a half weeks till Christmas. We'll do another one before Christmas. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, Kwanzaa doesn't start until the 26th. Nightwing's birthday is coming up. Nightwing's birthday is coming up. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Lots. Yeah. We only so. got a couple more days of school. Yeah. Well, 10, but still. Yeah. We can make it. It's getting short. Uh, shout out to all of you, uh, teachers out there, fellow teachers out there that are doing your virtual learning or your in-person learning. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Try to stay positive. We're almost through 2020 as we record this. And, you know... If you're listening to this 20 years in the future, in 2040, you're listening to this on the brain chip that's been implanted into your head to let, <laughs> let you access all of, all of your podcasts. You're like, what happened in 2020 that was so bad? <laughs> we don't have disease anymore. <laughs> Computer, what happened in 2020? And I'll tell you, it was a horrible year with yeah. a pandemic that killed lots and lots and lots of people. Yeah. So everybody stay safe, wear your mask. Uh, we're almost through it, and hopefully this little Ma and Pa podcast can help make something a little brighter in your day. So, I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And this has been Broomsticks and Butterbeer, Chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Triwizard Tournament. And the next time we'll see you will be Chapter 13, 
I believe it's all about Mr. Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah, well, we really need to learn some more about this guy. Yeah, we got to figure out what's going on. So, until next time, like I said, be safe. Thanks, everybody, for downloading, listening, and subscribing, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.